for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. And happy comic book day to all of our fellow comic nerds out there. And welcome back. If you're joining us for the very first time, please make sure to like, comment, or subscribe. If you don't, I want you to write some shit down. You hear me there, snack pack? Write this shit down. All you motherfuckers are gonna pay. You are the ones who are the ball niggas. You motherfucks will learn what it means to be in my wrath. Whoa, 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 whoa. Charlie off book Rivera. You need to relax, my brother. Relax. You're gonna pop a vessel. I'm fine. How's your comic book day going? I mean, I, compared to you, brother, I done filled the cup. There is so much going on. Like, honestly, you got to keep your head on a swivel if you don't. You're involved in a cockfight uh, because that's, that's in essence, uh, where we are right now. There's just news, news, news. Uh, apparently, New York Comic Con right here uh, in our backyard is going to be masked yet again. You don't have to wear a mask on the subway anymore, but <laughs> you once again have to wear a mask at New York Comic Con. So please, ladies and gentlemen, plan your cosplay accordingly. Um, what else? Apparently, we have an invisible woman casting, but like we can't see who it is. They have not made that <laughs> announcement. Hey, look what he Mufa. did there. Everybody. Thank you, thank you. Uh, there's internet trolling, shading, uh, starlight. That, like, has not, for a superhero, hasn't Starlight been through enough? Like, just... give give her a break. Um, but you know what, though, Charlie? Uh, it's a lot of stuff going on. That is not the only superhero news. Uh, New Jersey's favorite son. Uh, Me? Former... Nope, nope, nope. Oh. You, first of all, you do not live in New Jersey. Uh, though some people would say that there is a passing resemblance uh, between you and this particular crime fighter, uh, New Jersey's own Kevin Smith was oh, back baby. in town. And you know the brothers Rivera do not miss an opportunity to just sidle up next to the cinematic genius. Uh, the He whose altar we fucking uh just genuflect at um we just throw little baubles his way whenever it's possible when he passes the basket we make sure to always make a dono uh kevin smith was just in town the other day my lovely beautiful pink clad brother uh he gifted me with a, a special a special audience with and a viewing of clerks Numero three, with the man himself and a couple of other cast members, might I ask, both on stage and actually sitting right the hell in front of us, uh, Charlie Clerks three with Kevin Smith and Cole. Dude, I am still, I am still friggin' riding high. I am still emotionally drained. 
I, mean, I like. Would you say that the color drained out of your face? Or... Uh, I think oh, so. oh, oh, Charlie, Charlie just lost on the quick draw McGraw of the day. Yeah, baby, we got the original Clerks filters going. Um, dude, you you must be as 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 huge of a Kev Smith fan as I am, and guilty of uh, uh, indoctrinating you into the faith. Uh, myself, dude, how 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 juiced were you to catch this flick? I mean, it's 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 not often that I'm presented with the opportunity to truly have everything I want in any particular day. And if I wasn't avoiding carbs like the plague, all I needed was like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich to start my day. That's the only way I could have been more gluttonous uh, to celebrate, of all people, I was celebrating your birthday, and I was just like, uh, gimme, 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 gimme. Um, I was like, Charlie, why does the cake say congratulations, Charlie? Not even happy birthday, just like Charlie, 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 Charlie. I, like, I think it was less than 30 days ago was the first time I ever met Kevin in person. Met, like I got a hug from the man. Yeah. And less than 30 days later, I got another fucking hug for the man. And then he handed me part three of this Clerks franchise and part like 83 of the Viewisk universe. And I have to tell you, at some point I presumed I would just run out of goddamn luck. And yet I sat there and much like the classiness of Madonna's 1987 tour documentary, Truth or Dare, as reminded to us by Ellis over on Facebook. <laughs> I was gifted with something that managed to dot every I and cross every T. Herpes? You're talking about herpes again? I am not talking about herpes. Oh, right. uh, Clerks 3 was so much more than it probably had any business being. Uh, it was still gleefully at times wildly immature and funny and it was joyous and it was reflective and it gave you a hug when you needed one it wiped your tears when you needed it and it fucking produced those as tears. did kevin smith some of these performers he like, I, I, I know what i'm doing to you let me let me yeah, was, let me wipe your dribbling chin baby uh it was it it is it is an unexpected treat yeah so Clerks for anybody story. listening uh, if you are not completely familiar with the entire Kev Smith canon, uh, first and first, mostly shame on you. Um, but also, uh, so so this this franchise, this New Jersey uh, uh, franchise that he created, um, you know, this runs the gamut from Clerks, Clerks Two, uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, uh, there's actually connectivity to to many of the other jersey films as well i mean i'm pretty sure with the exception of like cop out fucking you know like a handful of others uh there is there's zero connectivity even if it's only like a character's last name in common uh things of that nature but i mean it is like you know it's it's the kevin smith version of the the, the extended marvel universe and the yes. dc disasters and uh everything uh everything like this um but it's I mean, I pray daily, nightly, and ever so rightly that this was not the final chapter, so to speak, 
Um, because look, you know, trilogies, uh, they tend to wrap things up. And properly, this is the, the Clerks trilogy, even uh, all at the same time there are the, uh, the other movies that, um, uh, that kind of rotate around it. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that this is not it for the, for the Clerks uh, Roman numeral uh, fill in the blank. Um, if it was, though, I can't possibly imagine how it could have been handled better. Because like you, uh, I, I went in for the yucks. Yeah. And, and Mr. Smith himself, uh, he, he fucking warned us. Like, that's yes. the thing, too. Like, you, you, you ever, anybody again. in chat, chat, like, you're taking a road trip with your folks, they're like, don't you act up. I will pull this car over. I will tear your ass up for the entire interstate scene. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Kevin Smith told you, he's like, look, this is not going to be, even if you love my particular brand of humor, it ain't going to be a yuck a minute uh, type of uh, type of marathon. I'm like, okay, Kev, whatever. You're wearing shorts right now in a blazer. You think I'm going to take you seriously? Get out of here, um, you big silly. But he wasn't joking. That's no, the one that... time he was not joking because, yes, yeah, I, I agree with you, Charlie. There were uh, many, many moments that were uh, kind of like look over, elbow the person to your right and left. Uh, in our case, that happened to be uh, a particular uh, Mr. Ernie himself. Uh, you know, Ernie O'Donnell. Movie. Er, uh, uh, Tony as well. He was with him, a current yes. collaborator of his. Um but like there were all those moments where you're like, hey, did you hear that? Did you see that? Like this is that reference. Like you couldn't help it. This was watching a movie with the fan club uh, well, that, that you belong. That... I mean, literally and figuratively. Yeah. But then he then he took us to this to these you know unfucking uh, un, un, undiscovered places in Kevin Smith line. You're like, oh fuck, Are you kidding yeah. right now? Like he it just... really was just working the heartstrings while he was piddling the funny bone, just like giving it a, a little bit of a how's your father. Well, what's so what good. I found what I found amazing and, and I do just want to give a special shout out to those that are only listening. If you're ever going to tune in to a video episode after hearing the audio episode, just to see the shirt my brother's wearing is worth the price of admission. Don't give it away for free, John. We got bills to pay. Fair, but, that's fair. Wait till the Kevin's, color comes back on. It really is yeah, going to pop. Kevin Smith's entire career has tickled the taint of, of this sort of heartstring tugging. It's always been an, an arrow in his quiver. What I was amazed by was I kept thinking he ran out of arrows. Right? I'm, I'm laughing along, and then there's... There's things that happen because he directed Supergirl see. and not Green Arrow. Is that why you, you're like, oh, he just <laughs> All, yep, he ain't got no more arrows. That's, that's how the that vibe goes. I was. Going, I was like, they canceled that show, or they that show. Ended, and eventually, he's hell. like, fuck. He doesn't even have any little red skirts either. Throw, Ex throw her in pants. I'm exactly gonna go get right. uh, get a thousand burgers for the cast because I'm cool like that. Exactly. But what what I found amazing was it just. Oof, much like real life, it's it's kind of when you're when you're not expecting another gut punch. He gave us one, and I don't want people to not think it's hilarious. Some of my absolute is, favorite it... clerk jokes now exist, and they're the classic. What I love about Kev is of many things. What I love about the clerk trilogy. He has a chat and and our oh, yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. and viewers. The man has been in Kevin Smith's Mister Kevin Smith's presence twice in a span of about four weeks and now it's kev 
I want so, everybody to jot this down. Remember that other shit that he had you writing down? Write this one down too. Just do me a favor. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes call him Smitty, but I don't want to be that informal. <laughs> um, the, the, what I couldn't get over was in that environment, yeah. it was still a laugh a minute, and I only heard half the jokes. It was, it was, it hugged your heart, and I only heard half the, the lead-ins because if you're going to see a movie like Clerks 3 that has this very unique distribution system, it's going to be a Fathom event uh, next week. Right. Uh, you can check it out for very limited screenings. They just added 300 screens because of demand. Well, but yeah, this that's, isn't a that's big... exactly the thing. I mean, the reason why we had this... Uh, even in existence was by literally by popular demand the purchases of enough pieces of shiny plastic made this entire movie possible um, and then the distribution method was intended to be like well if it's a niche audience if there's only a certain amount of people waiting to catch this flick then you know what then we will speak to them and we'll call it a day and then you know with enough longevity we'll see some ducats Nah, 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 nah. There was like 52 producer credits on screen. Yeah. Those motherfuckers are getting paid because people are... These showings are sellout, 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 sellout. I happen to post about uh, the upcoming events, uh, you know, a few days before they actually happen. Actually, both times. And, um, dude, like the fucking reaction. Like, people were... People were coming out of the woodwork. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in like six months. And they were like talk. I mean, they were they were talking about it, and that's that's the other thing. If I may, Charlie, just wax yeah. a little poetic, because this was uh, my birthday present. I am another year older and lovelier. Um, I mean, just look at those features. Just get <laughs> just get more delicious with age. Ooh, ooh. Uh, but that all being said, um, the event it was like you. Sitting there in the event, it, it almost didn't matter who you were sitting next to, who was in a row in front or behind you, who you were standing online with, um, who you might have bumped into uh, at concessions. Except that one bitch. She almost, oof, she almost got it for me. Um, but, but, it felt like family. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, there are certain fandoms that just kind of like, you don't have to go into a place of like, ah, this is better. You know what I didn't hear one time, Charlie? And this really, to me, it spoke to me about how my opinions are just right. Like, that's my superpower. I'm Mr. Right. I'm, I'm almost never wrong. And when I am wrong, I'm in the guise of my alter ego, Von Dum Dum. I am right because there are certain fandoms that just... All they want to do is like impose their superiority, their perceived superiority over whomever is in front of them. And yeah. that's unfortunately, and I apologize if anyone feels that I'm lumping them. And thank you, Joker. Thank you very much for that happy birthday. Um, but it's that group that's like, eh, give me the list of like your favorite Star Trek episodes. I'm like, why? I, I like Star Trek. Can't we just leave it at that? And then we just decide, like, what color, uh, uh you know, skin-tight space shirt we're going to wear? No. We have to sit and we got to fucking decide. You're like, well, in episode 17, uh, the elevator didn't stop on the right floor for engineering. Fuck you, man. I am sorry that that's where you are, that you just can't bottom line flat enjoy something. I did not hear one 
instance of anything even remotely resembling that. Not like, well, was this your favorite Clerks movie? Was this your least favorite Clerks movie? Oh, uh, which one of fucking Silent Bob's chicks did you like the best? <laughs> How many times do you think him and Jay smashed? Oh, do you, you know, like there, there was just none of that. People were just bottom line there. It was Thanksgiving dinner. People sat down at the table and like, Feed me, baby. I am here to eat. I'm wearing my pregnancy pants. It is on. It just felt so good. After after this pandemic, that's been so fucking exhausting to just be around people who were there to drink it in, man. <laughs> did you All show All they one? wanted to do, This uh, is actually uh, the new t-shirt coming. Ellis, we're yes. going to have to cut you in for the proceeds um there is there is something really special about a thousand people being together and kev stepped out even before kev stepped out i mean there was there's no one involved in this entire process that isn't beloved by the community that calls themselves kevin smith fans it is so close to a cult like and and minus all the bad shit, he's not trying to sell me shoes. I'm pretty sure he's not trying to to. He's trying to sell me everything but shoes. But he was wearing some Mubi slides. Yeah. That I was like, oh I'm, baby, I'm pretty where sure those, he can get get a Kool-Aid those come in thirteen. Like a Mubi's pop up, they definitely have some some Kool-Aid that you can drink. I will drink up that oh, Kool-Aid, yeah, and no. they'll have and they'll have vegan options because they're inclusive. This oh, yeah. was such a special experience, and the tour it is really going was. on for at least three months. It just started, so our it just viewing, started. Uh, our viewing, in essence, was uh, by design supposed to be the first viewing, but it was such a popular, it was by so much by popular demand that like, all right, we're gonna we'll do it again, just like earlier. So technically, there was that earlier showing, but. Naturally, because the Rivera brothers were in attendance, the 7 p.m. was the one to be at. Uh, and you had mentioned prior, like, kind of like the reaction, the pops, as it were. I, I realize there's multiple wrestling promotion shows going on right now, just like there's <laughs> uh, Metropolitan Baseball games going on that kind of should be paying attention to. Um, but, dude, like, when, when characters popped up on the screen, it really was like, you know, you're at WrestleMania 172. And a 171-year-old Undertaker shows up. You're like, bang, and people lost their shit. And I am talking about, you know, we had mentioned er- Ernie. What's Ernie's last name? Uh, Ernie O'Donnell. Okay, so Ernie O'Donnell, he's like the gym guy, if you guys remember. He's Sweatbox, like, hey, baby. Look at you. You're, you're soft. Like, and he was, he looked exactly the same. He actually looked like he had stepped out of Clerks 1 straight into Clerks 3. It was amazing. But every character, be they... Uh, leads be they title card names uh, or whether they were just like some random um, fucking you know friend of the show Sarah who had joined us uh, joined us here a few weeks ago her old man was 37 in a row like that is that is resume building uh, dialogue and um, look Jersey particularly the Red Bank Leonardo area is like rife with those uh with those stories kevin smith he did his famous uh overtime q a um he actually did it before and after which was particularly nice um we caught the bomb piece sitting in the side uh side stage like you're five minutes over you're 10 minutes over you're 20 minutes over crying emoji face like let us go home um but he had plenty to say 
Um, and he told a very uh, like a particularly funny story. They were looking for this one cat who had appeared in the the first movie, and they were looking for him, looking for him, looking for him, so that they can use him again for three. Uh, could not find him, and then like when he was in town for one reason or another, bumped into the dude's son. He's like, oh. He's been looking for you. He will not shut the fuck up about being in your movie. And then, uh, so his old man, they do end up getting him back for three. And then he put his son in it too, ready to fucking throw down. It was... In guys, one of, like... No spoilers, uh, I don't... Because yeah. you should see this movie with fresh, virginal eyes. This movie, all I can say is this. It was... And then I'll, I'll leave it to Charlie to do his wrap-up. Yeah. Um, it was... It was everything that I wanted it to be. And it was things uh and it and it it exceeded that it's like here this is what you ordered but here's a little something special that the chef prepared he thinks you're gonna like it and you're like fuck man why was that not on the menu because that shit was delicious also as well as yeah it, it was just again it's it's an absolute delight it's an absolute must see go see it in theaters um support Definitely. it because this business model this is what I think a lot of franchises should be, man. Serve up to people what they want. Like, let's stop trying to fucking get everybody else to get on board. If you only have, you know, a million people who fucking love something, that's still a million goddamn people yeah. that I'm love something. Ten. Fuck yeah, man. Serve them. But I, I just want to give a special shout out to so many people involved. John, um, your brother, John. My brother. Uh, there's, there's. Uh, Josh and and Liv, uh, Jen Schwalbach, an absolute delight. Yes, yes, Clearly absolutely. didn't want to get mobbed and was still super nice to everybody. Yeah. Obviously, a Kevin Smith hug. If you never have one in your life, you're fucking up your life. Joker, it thanks is for dropping magical. in, brother. Have a, have a wonderful night. Um, Appreciate you. Uh, 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 Jenny Kay, who helped run the That Kevin Smith fan club like meetup beforehand, was so fucking cool. There's a billion other people that are amazing. Members of the 404, which is literally an inclusive club that's part of That yeah. Kevin Smith club. The, the fucking people alone. is like, imagine AAA. Yes. If AAA did what they did for free. They're like, hey, yeah. you've got a car. I've got a car, too. I'm going to come out and change your attire. You're like, fuck, man, really? They're like, yeah. Is this your first flat? Like, they are the, the coolest bunch of, of personalities. Yeah, man. And very, it's, very and cool. It's, it's just such a one-of-one one experience. And what yeah. I really love about it is, like, the very, very little negativity that's able to sneak in. Um, one, they clearly had a hard time for this sellout because I didn't fucking see or hear any of that shit. Yeah, no. But... It is one of the Need most apply. people talk so about toxic here. fandoms, how shitty Twitter is. Yeah. Give yourself a couple Me. hours. I, I'm with... the one that talks about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have that T-shirt that you made. Um, sincerely, uh, do everything in your power to either see it for the Fathom events, Catch it, see yeah. Kev on tour, um, and hell, just for the fucking cameo. Give him a Just hug. the weird people who show up. It's the and greatest. If, if I may tack on, Charlie. Um, do it to it. It's very rare, probably since... Not since uh, Warner Brothers closed up their factory stores. Do you also have a brick and mortar uh, version of the fucking thing that you happen to love? So even if you like Kevin Smith type stuff or if you guys have fandoms in common, go to fucking Red Bank, New Jersey, just an hour south of me. You're more than welcome to come here before or after. We can have a brewski. Um, go check out uh, uh, fucking Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey, 
also populated with just the very, very best people. Um, we, we mentioned Sarah already. Uh, Mike Zabsik runs the show there. His lovely wife as well. Uh, Christian is there as well. Um, they also have an accompanying podcast, which is outstanding video podcast, kind of similar to what we're doing right here, uh, but kind of like more comic book specific, uh, comic book store specific. Like walking in those doors, it on, on, on one hand, it's like really walking into the church of Kevin Smith and the Kevin Smith movies, the view skewerverse, as it were. Um, but also you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, comic book shops. Yeah, this is this is fucking dope. And I'm just as guilty because I have over the last decade, you know, decade and a half, um, I have really transitioned into like leasing and then buying a, a, a whip. Yeah, I'll, I'll especially a new comic. I will check it out digitally because I do like to keep on tra- on top of things uh, and then schedule being with it. It's not always easy to get where you need to go to put comic in hand. But when I know that I like something, I'm like, yep, this is re- this is uh, worth owning for the long term in paper format so that when the, ev- the aliens eventually show up and invade our shit, EMP goes off and erases everything, I'm going to have my dead tree paper copy. Uh, that's what I do. Then I'll pick up that same material in a trade paperback or even a hardcover deluxe edition if it's available. Um, so I tend to buy same shit twice, but I'm okay with that. I don't mind because it's something that I <laughs> it's like. Worth it. Yeah. Same straight. And it's much, something that I and, like. And it's a, that's a great, great place to go, uh, to go do likewise. Uh, Jane Silent Bob, Secret Stash, Red Bank, New Jersey. That is not, not a solicited pop at all. Unsolicited push. And also, who doesn't want to be on a fucking full bore movie set? You can go to Quick Stop, get yourself a a, a yes. roll, get yourself actual- a coffee at the set of not only the first Clerks but now Clerks Three. And if you're telling me that you don't want to be on the set of one of the greatest, and in my opinion, two of the greatest films <laughs> to ever hit cinema, I would call you a, a bearded. Old, no chin having, Star Wars making, lying some bitch because we know if nothing else, John, Han, shot first. Put him up, baby. Shot first, baby. Clink, clink. I salute. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Oh no, what I do? Hey, John. Delicious. I don't know about you, man. I don't know about you. I'm feeling like. Uh, I'm feeling like we're going clerks too. Oh, we're gonna be twice the laughs. Yeah. Um, my this dear time, you were significantly, brother. significantly ahead of yours truly. But a uh, way to do it. Oh, and I didn't even do it like a subtle fade like Charlie did. <laughs> you look I just jumped into the ice. Well, I, I polar bared you guys on that one. So if you're listening Ironically, to the show. You're welcome for that. I would argue our personalities are the opposite. Under normal <laughs> circumstance, I pull a bear plunge, not only because I fucking resemble one. Yeah. Fuck you guys with the fat joke. Not nice. I'll uh, think in uh, Pete Alonzo myself, but, you know, fair you enough. how you want to take it. Fair enough. John! Yes? You had a birthday. I Birthdays birthday. are exactly fucking like anniversaries. It's the anniversary of your motherfucking birth. Of my escape from the womb. And giving mom a long-needed nap because she laid down for about a week after I was born. Hey, God man, I, I heard a rumor that she ain't heard no bell. Um, this is actually all just a fever dream mom's still having. She's well, like, my kids grew up fucking nerdy, and one got real fat. Uh, John, 
there is sometimes situations like clerks where you're gonna have a debate now what's the best clerks one no, clerks two no. clerks three you're gonna and have not you <laughs> no not me this is the one time where that's not the case i pull a john i'm like i love it all give me jersey girl give me some tusk um however sometimes this world gives us absolute truths truths that are dare i say undeniable and there is one little boy who grew up without uh mommy and daddy but he had a dope butler he had a shit ton of money and apparently a great mechanic and that is of course the batman and if you take all the batman shit that's ever been made and there is a goddamn ton of it there's a lot of one sits on conan's throne as the premier and best version and that is the version that is celebrating its 30th anniversary 30th i of course am talking Holy about God. batman the animated series a show made for kids so good it made itself absolutely undeniable and even i a self-professed batman hater i don't hate charlie, him like i hate spider-man i just like, like him less charlie is mexican joker and he's not even mexican he just he's like f batman uh he's the one percent uh i like charlie is just now i do have to say uh for anyone keeping score at home um charlie's topic last week was also as well as a stocky cartoon gruff speaking uh, you know, cape wearing. I mean, technically not really cape. It was kind of his wings, but look, Same. if you gotta have, if you're gonna have six appendages, that's the way to 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 rock at that particular set. Um, yeah, Charlie was just talking about gargoyles. You know what's you? Uh, but both just dynamite, dynamite animated fucking shows, man. Like you know, B T A S, as it is known colloquially. Uh, just an absolute banger of a of a show, and you know, look again as we've well established, even in just the first twenty nine minutes. Um, I'm not a list maker, but if I was, you're not. Uh, I honestly, I think this would be this would be King of the Hill, so to speak. Um, well, you know, there's something automatically really special about this about this show because there are some. There are some cartoons, there's some animated children's programming that you can kind of hold up and be like, holy shit, this was kind of next level. They were doing something really, really different with the character. Yeah. What was amazing about Batman was they kind of took the basic formula, the basic revisions that Tim Burton made, and they circled it back to all of the greatness that was the cartoon and were able to do what something car, that's almost what, what a mean? batman the animated series they they right. took this series and they handled it with a certain level of gravitas and respect and maturity that the kid aspects of it never outweighed that these were just phenomenal well, here's, here's 22 my, minute stories here's my honest question to you because you watched it age appropriately I did. I watched it, it as blew like my the, fucking mind. I was the one watching, like pretending that I'm like, oh man, I have to watch this show because my goofy little snot nosed brother is nine years younger than me. But like, I was just, you know, giddy, smiling ear to ear for every moment of it. Uh, and again, it was 30 
friggin' years ago, just the other day when it debuted. Um, and, and you said, like, you know, it's a very well uh, lauded and, and appreciated fucking show. And I was like, you know what? Just that, just for shits and giggles, let's see exactly how well received it was. Because a lot of times, certain things need, like a fine wine, <laughs> um, you know, they need to age a little bit before people can really appreciate what they had. But I feel like Batman the Animated Series was not like that. It dropped it. People were like, oh, nope, this is great. <laughs> um, so, you know, nominated and won several daytime Emmy Awards. Um, won a primetime Emmy Awards, Saturn Awards, Annie Awards, uh, Young Artist Awards, fucking Online Film and Television Association Award, which we all know is the big one. That is like, that's the <laughs> that's... one that you make a, a hood ornament out of on your whip, on your very own Batmobile. So, so no, so this was immediately appreciated. You had them, uh, Bruce Tim doing his thing. You had Mark Hamill doing his thing. The voice acting uh, performances were second to none. I mean, and I, and I mean that uh, as strongly as I can possibly get that across. Uh, it was, it was of a kind uh, to the to the radio play of fucking Sandman that dropped yeah. on, on Audible. Like that was the level that they were taking it, as you said, deadly serious. And also, and I'm not talking about deadly serious like. You know, everything's dark. You can't see shit. Like, this was, while it was in the current era, at the same time, it was noir. Like, yeah, it was somehow neo-noir, it was both noir, sometimes it was the future. but there was also futuristic shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, like, in old gangster era, um, they did not have rockets on the back of their fucking car that's shaped like a bat. Um, but it, it was just one of those things where it was also, even today... If you catch a single screen cap of it, and there have been other animated Batmans um, that have done particularly well and popped up on the screen, even now you can say, oh, Batman the Animated Series. That is truly like a once-in-a-generation type of cartoon. Yeah, what I love about it, and Ellis brings it up on uh, on Facebook, uh, honestly, you could say that this takes place during the Jetsons and Flintstones. It's like, <laughs> oh, on the other side of the globe. Which we last weird... week established was the actual same uh, era. Yeah, man. It's above the fucking dirt cloud and below it. That's why they got balloons and shit. What I loved about you, you just kind of said it perfectly. Yeah, I This was never... <laughs> Modest, too. Uh, this wasn't dark for darkness sake, which is no. my common criticism for everything that DC has tried to do uh, in the cinema has been like, no, dark and brooding, dark and brooding. John, this was hand-painted on black paper, and it still wasn't inherently dark. The the love and the, the relationship between Batman and Robin, Batman and Alfred, fucking Batman, Batman and Catwoman, uh, between Harley Quinn and her desperate attempts who, to get Joker to not be a bag of shit. Didn't even exist prior to this creation. fucking cartoon. This was Harley Quinn, who is debatably the most popular Batman character after Batman was created for this fucking animated series also uh, and I do want to get here for you because I know it's it's your love language yeah. um yep cousin paul is damn straight uh mark hamill 100% was the definitive joker He's not the just one for I you paul them all to. for everyone in my opinion just like fucking bruce tim is the is the man yeah. Um, and and what's a homeboy that does Optimus Prime? He's like he's he's got to be Optimus, otherwise don't even do it. Yeah. Um. But that all being said, 
it's interesting because uh, two two very very good uh, friends of the show and friends of the brothers Rivera in real life also one fourth of the opening and closing act Bad Mary, uh, Jordan and Mike. They have in honor of the 30th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. They have begun uh, an appreciation podcast themselves and they are going to be going painstakingly like we we are like 20 minutes you got it in and out we got shit to do they are going they're doing like the sopranos podcast version of batman the animated series so guys uh if you're as big a fans of batman the animated series as as charlie and i are uh do yourselves a favor go over to batman tasticast uh, starring Batman, fantastic, and and Mike. You know it's really funny. I did our review, and for some reason, my uh, CGR cast title is still on there. I'm like CGR cast really enjoys it. I'm like, I'm, I'm my own person, goddammit. So again, it's uh, uh, when you read it, when you're looking at it, it makes perfect sense. But when I say it, you might not catch it. So it's Batman, T A S. Also, the letters in different colors. Uh, T-I-C-A-S-T. Batman Tasticast. Uh, it does roll off the song. Just got to give it a few minutes. Uh, the first episode was great. It was really great. They they examined. They started one of one. They talked about how the, the, the way these cartoons were produced were not necessarily how they were released. Batman ended up being almost like an anthology series because it was for kids. So they did not need... The, the like continuing uh, continuing canon, you know. So so one episode did not necessarily have to lead into another episode. Is that a little a bit like uh, Super Friends in that sense? You're like, look, wrapped everything wrapped up tidily. Um, but for me, like the the game changer of what they were doing, it wasn't like Batman versus Man Bat, which is a very very weird way for the uh, for the networks to start off, and that's how they did start off. Uh, which Mike and Jordan talk about. When I knew that we were looking at something different, Charlie's goofing around playing with his stupid toys on the couch. Dude, when they retconned the fucking origin of Mr. Freeze, oh, I was like, what? Clearly, we are playing out of a different playbook. Uh, damn straight, Ellis. The Mr. Freeze origin unbelievable. the cockles of my little frozen heart. Which is ironic. Uh, it is ironic, which is exactly why I chose to say it that way. Well, not um, all of the audience I, is I, very I realized, smart. <laughs> I realized, look, they're doing something different. This is not, uh, this is not Super Friends. You know, this is something. This is something else. What about you? So, like the first time, when's the first time your little goofy ass was like, "Oh boy, this is great," and not just because it had Batman in it. Like, when did you realize, "Oh shit, the, I gotta start paying attention." There's a. It's it's constantly in the top five of anyone who kind of ranks shit, which I know you're allergic to. But for someone like me, I eat that shit up. There's a Clayface episode yes. that is so fucking like I distinctly remember. I'm like laying on my belly. My little feet's are kicking in the air. I got my Batmobile, but Robin's driving because, like, fucking even while I'm like, this show's great. Fuck Bruce. Um, Batman th- could that- have been shot seven times in the forehead. He ain't never letting Robin drive, dude. That Clayface episode was the first time <laughs> I remember my, like, my fucking jaw dropped. And the fact that 
they just fucking went for a character like Clayface. Yeah, why not? see him like drowning in the fucking clay substance. But then an episode that's not talked about nearly enough. There's an episode where a cyborg Batman is like is like there's two fucking Batman. And this motherfucker didn't know he was a robot. And I was right there with him when he like loses half his face and he has to deal with like his whole fucking realities bullshit right there is when my mind realigned and i was like one day i'm gonna go watch the fucking matrix in the cinema 22 times because my fucking third eye shot open and that motherfucker was bionic the balls of this cartoon are so massive i don't know that even if big heavy pendulous I don't know if the MCU runs for 50 more years, and I hope it does. I don't know if it'll ever have the absolute gall to go as apeshit bananas with a movie the way that that the animated series series for Batman went. Or series. WandaVision is like this breath of fresh air that was seemingly totally after. It ain't shit compared to your average episode of Batman the Animated Series when it comes to just like narrative chance. Well, but I, 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 I preface it not as direct, but rather as it's taken until what, five years ago on Netflix, Love, Death, Robots was like, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, don't, whatever your expectations are, well, go, go Black suck Mirror an egg. is like a, a Black wonderful Mirror's anthology a great example series too. in that way. I, where they're I'm like, we're just going to tell the story that we want to tell right now. But Batman is unique in the sense of like, look, we're going to tell our story with your toys. Right? Yeah. With the exception of like, yeah, Harley Quinn. They're like, you know what? We need something uh, a little different. Um, but for me, Charlie... For me, it was Beware the Grey Ghost. Oh. I was like, oh, you have got to be the minute you heard my britches. The minute you heard... Now, now because you were a little older, do oh, you, you. W- were you mentally prepared for fucking the Batman of the... Adam of, West? Of the, the, you, you know, you the know 60s funny? and 70s, so, who was on TV land all the time. So I, as a little kid, yeah. knew about Bat, uh, Batman... With the fucking bang, pow, and the big absurd sure, costume. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't a mystery to me, but for Technical someone like you, for someone like yourself who had, I don't, was that even in your wheelhouse when you were growing up, or was it only in reruns? What was your experience with well, I mean, that? The show, and then when it crosses over, did your fucking head explode? The show was from the 60s, so, you know, it was reruns for me. You No, what I'm saying is, was like TV Land um, doing what they did with Green, like I grew up, I with was eighteen Green Hornet and Batman. I was not a, a TV Land kid, you know. Like I, that was more I, my question. I read my myself to sleep more nights than often. What's so that? What's reading? I know it's a little thing. It's, it's fun to do, especially when you're pooping. Is there um, pictures? So, so no, I, I tended not to kind of like revisit a lot of older material, but like uh, in the '80s, they were playing that. That was primetime TV, the '60s Batman show. Uh, and then the A's are like, this is, uh, in essence, a live-action cartoon, so we'll throw it on Saturday mornings after the animated shit goes, and you'll catch it that way. Eventually, that led to me watching Kung Fu Theater. I'm like, nah, this is much more realistic than that shit. Um, and then, like, the Tarzan movies came on. I'm like, well, all right, this is... I have lost the television privileges for the day. Um, however, uh, even as, like, kind of like a somewhat evolving 
intellectual viewer of shit like that, I got it. I'm like, this is a generational crossover right now. So Great Ghost being the character, for anyone who's unfamiliar, uh, in the narrative, Great, the Great Ghost was a crime fighter that was a motivation to Batman, eventually. And um, Grant Morrison is the, the, the character's alter ego. Um, but, uh, you know, look, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an appreciation for what came before it. And you're talking about characters like Batman, like Superman, obviously. Um, like all the bigs over at Marvel as well. Uh, that weren't directly copies of the DC character first. Um, there, it's an it's an, an acknowledgement of your predecessors, and truly, especially with an animated feature like this, even though we're full ass grown adults here, uh, you know, being able to acknowledge the greatness of this cartoon show that's intended for children ultimately. Uh, I I have said multiple times on this podcast and and elsewhere, real life dinner in church. I say it. I won't stop saying it. Um, if you're gonna tell a story. Right? Like, you're not recounting. This isn't History Channel shit. You're telling a story. Why are you telling a story? Is it just purely to entertain? Are you just trying to sell fucking toys? Or are you... Do you have something to say? Should your viewer walk away with something? Like a fucking... Uh, like a souvenir, you know, when you go to the carnival that one time per year. When it rolls through town and is in the parking lot of the big-ass fucking, you know, uh, what used to be Pathmark. Um, what you walk away from, that's the real gift. Yeah. Right? So so for an episode like this, it was, hey, pay attention to your elders. Learn something because otherwise you will be doomed to make the same mistakes they made and you didn't have to. Like you are doing yourself a favor by offering up some respect, by giving them a minute and learning the lessons that they're uh, willing to teach you whether it's just by uh, just by showing you how things are done or by uh, by the by their example of them doing their own thing um so again that was an episode for me that popped really really fucking hard man uh it really did and and the the truth is the series didn't generate five amazing episodes or 10 this was a show that that not only did it set the stage for what DC animation would become. Yeah. Which right. was great mature stories that can also be fully ingested by children at a surface level. And they're gonna fucking have a great time and they're gonna buy their action figures and their lunch boxes right away. It spawned Superman the animated uh, the yeah, Superman the animated series as well, which was a drastically different show. It was a show that can only be described as kind of a sequel series. At times it rose to near Batman the Animated Series heights without ever that being its mission statement, where it grew to once again be in such prominence other than the direct-to-home DVDs, was when Justice League came out. It was incredibly ambitious and very much a sequel series, and I would argue that since then they've struggled to find that voice. And honestly, what's amazing is the new owners of DC, they have this opportunity to go ahead and, and kind of make a sequel series. Everyone who wants to do it is involved in Oh, they canceled it? They canceled the, They were going to do a sequel to Batman the Animated Series with all the original. They fucked up? 
Oh, great. So this is truly lightning in a bottle that we'll likely never see again, but we got to see it. It exists Thanks on a lot, it Warner exists. Brothers Discovery, it, fucking jerks. It, fucking assholes. It exists out there, and what's amazing is when you see a Batman flick, when you see an ensemble picture that features Batman, if ever it betrays you, the way that I would argue some of the live-action stuff has betrayed us in the past, um, I always have my favorite episodes of Batman the Animated yeah. Series, and, and I can you, make a fucking and you season always out of them. will. If I may, just find a thought on the subject matter yes, because please. it's it's called Batman the Animated Series, but it could easily have been called Batman and Friends, Batman and Co. Because uh, we already referenced like the the uh, creation of uh, Harley Quinn for specifically for the show. Uh, the Batman Robin dynamic on this is a very very well established. The Batman Alfred, you know Alfred Pennyworth, Batman's Butler. Um, if you need, oh, to I didn't that. know because you didn't get yeah, his full no, there's a lot job of title and his association to Bat. Yeah, it's got to be subtle uh, in this world. Um, yeah, like we we know the familiar characters, but also as well as we think we know the villains and the Batman's Rogues Gallery, uh, as the bad guy groups are are known as uh, the comic book nerddom. He has debatably one of the greatest rogues galleries and i'm not talking about one of the most powerful necessarily because that undoubtedly has to go to spider-man uh spider-man um but batman's rogues gallery is i i, I, I come at me if you if you want um it is more varied and it is more most interesting uh and no other episode could really fucking show you that uh more than almost got him so it is like Batman's, uh, the, the, the Mount Rushmore of Batman's villains uh, pulling a uh, dogs playing poker. Uh, just sitting around the table, swapping fucking stories like a couple of sailors fishing for the big ass shark out in the middle of the ocean. And uh, it is just dynamite. So on, the, on one hand, yeah, look, you want your audience to walk away with one thing or another. You want to entertain. You want to be toyotic. All that jazz, and you have to do it within a little very uh, definitive 30-minute runtime window, and that's including commercials. Um, they were able to really, really give you a, a mini spotlight, let the villains stand out, talk about how they almost got Batman. And on one hand, it's like, oh, yeah, this is action-packed because it was like villain going after Batman, villain going after Batman, fucking putting him on a giant penny. Uh, Killer Croc's like, I threw a rock at him. Like, yeah, dynamite dropping, buddy. Thanks for being part of the conversation. But it showed you there, it was character development for the bad guys, which is honestly a special thing to be able to do, uh, in particular in a very finite timeline. Uh, so that that's that for me, it was like, look, the, you're doing something special here. And uh, it's something that a lot of, not a lot of most other adaptations of all different kinds, regardless of who the audience is intended to be, have not been able to replicate. And they've been trying. There's a new Batman thing coming out. Every, like, Half the hour. cicadas come out way, way uh, fucking less often than Batman vehicles come out. It's, uh, And I mean that both literally and figuratively. Hot Wheels has a new one dropping in about five fucking minutes. Uh, but this cartoon is awesome, and uh, we're up against the time. Yeah, before um, but, we before we make yeah, some before thought, we buddy. cash our check, just to answer uh, Ellis's question over on Facebook, because I do think it's important, and I don't think it gets uh, mentioned often enough. 
Batman the Animated Series kind of had its direct sequel series, which were the new adventures of Batman and Robin that kind of drastically changed some of the aesthetic. And a lot of people consider that sequel series inferior. But I would argue Ellis was questioning what's the episode with the kids telling stories about Batman. And one of them was The Dark Knight Returns. That episode is actually called Legends of the Dark Knight. And it is, I believe, the 19th episode of the new adventures of Batman and Robin. So there are gems um, in every aspect. The, the truest sequel or the second sequel to Batman the Animated Series is Batman Beyond, which is an incredible series in its own right. This is something that is truly evergreen. The, the quality after Batman the Animated Series does have its highs and it's a, lows. It's such a significant drop-off. You might say that one one series or another is like the spiritual successor. You might say even like, no, this is, this would be part two. But for my money, there's nothing even remotely, remotely close to it. Really what I'm is. saying though is, when you're doing that rewatch, when you're doing that marathon, my beautiful people, do not leave out. We don't skip Rocky Four because it's a little dumber than the rest. Uh, we still no, fucking we skip watch Rocky that shit. Five. Duh. Not me. Everybody knows that, dude. I just play it during laundry. John! What? Uh, I need money. Can you get me money? Do you know any way that we could generate some motherfucking revenue? I mean, technically, um, we definitely don't get it by dropping spots for free like we are doing for Mike and Jordan's dope new podcast, Bot, uh, Batman Tasticast uh, by Jordan and Mike everywhere that podcasts are available um, but also as well as you do have to ask yourself at one point or another Charlie where are we dropping? And that is of course over with Sergeant Finesse he is streaming now obviously uh, still on uh, Facebook Gaming um, but he's on, on Trovo. Uh, currently, he's been checking out the Trovo streaming platform for the last couple of weeks. And I got to tell you, as a guy who has been there uh, for Neon all of his episodes, it's a good time. So whether you check him out on Facebook Gaming or you check him out on Trovo, he's got multiple streams every day. Actually, he's got one of each. Uh, he's like the ice cream man driving down the street. Got a little bit of everything. Uh, outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. If you need to pick me up, though, and after a long-ass day like today, you probably do, follow the White Rabbit over to SneakEnergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Uh, when the Sarge's on deck, you salute. We are also brought to you today by one of our absolute favorite bands, Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. Wondering where else you can catch their act? You can go ahead and follow them at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. And you can stay up to date at BadMary.com for merch and upcoming performances. My absolute favorite part is that their entire discography is available on all music streaming services word Charlie, that was pretty good man thank you it was pretty good i was i was choking so i had to send us to commercial so i could mute myself and chug that water because i almost died listen we, we appreciate you not dying on us it was uh just a stand-up guy thing to do 
welcome, so man. um it feels like uh almost like every week we are talking about some high fantasy sword swinging dragon ass mother suckers running around uh the untamed walls that's the sound dragons make right that's that's more of a giant chicken uh rather than a dragon but yeah a dragon is a giant chicken no nope. learn anatomy bitch chickens are tiny dinosaurs oh. dragons are neon dragons come on dude uh dinosaurs rather so uh, uh, elon musk notwithstanding uh rings of power over on amazon is the most expensive so, shit ever it is so worth watching now th- this charlie this actually illustrates uh the illustrates my my earlier point of like fuck your lists as i led our prior topic with my favorite episode was uh in the same breath i'm you're still the birthday boy you're allowed to be a hypocrite guys it is not the pepsi and coke challenge it's over all right you can like elvis and the beatles it does not have to be one v two just because House of the Dragon is literally and figuratively spitting fire on a weekly basis over on HBO, uh, that does not mean that you cannot appreciate and enjoy and fill your time with the Rings of Power. Also, as well, a prequel to what we had seen prior uh, with the Peter Jackson flicks, uh, the proper trilogy, and what should probably have only been a single movie that was turned into a trilogy somehow. Um, they like money. I get it. I mean, I understand. Like, it's it's uh it's uh it's it's definitely an understandable uh, hot take uh, by them. But um, I just kind of thought of Peter Jackson as more of an artist. Um, so I think that that was more kind of a move of the distributor. Which, but again, I I, I get it. You want to be able to hang out in New Zealand a little bit longer. This is how you do it. Um, but that all being said, this anyone who is unaware, uh, or if there's like that one percent of people out there who don't have an Amazon account, Amazon Prime account, um, Ellis is one of them. Ellis pays six dollars for shipping. Ellis, man, fix your life. The Ellis is like, I just don't buy shit, so I save that six dollars. Uh, Ellis, we will get, happily get you a bootleg because this is a it's. Look, it's fantasy. We were literally talking about this maybe a month ago. I'm like, this is a genre that has been woefully lacking in my life. Now, all of a sudden, you've got House of the Dragon on HBO. You've got the Rings of Power over on Amazon. You have uh, um, fucking uh, Jason Momoa shaving his head because people are throwing shit into the ocean and he don't like it. So we thankfully don't have to worry about his lame-ass version of Conan getting a sequel. But I'm still waiting for Arnold's version uh, to wrap up his trilogy, uh, King Conan, uh, where is it? Where are you? Uh, it's not on the horizon, but you know what is? Red Sonja is getting a reboot. So look, fantasy, it's coming back in a big way. The swords are clanging. The dragons are fucking flying. But I will do everyone listening and watching this one favor. You say, oh, uh, House of the Dragon. Oh, uh, um, fucking uh, Rings of Power. It's like the same shit, right? Not even Pepsi and Coke. It's like Coke and RC Cola. It's not. This is John, if you it's need like the Coke analogy, and Skittles. 
it, it Charlie, they could not be possibly more different than if, if they were two different shows. They ain't the same. They are It's like the NYPD same. Blue and they Blue's Clues. They don't look the same. The the hot take on it really really uh, easy. Think of Game of Thrones as a history book. Open up to the Tudors chapter, right? The fucking uh, uh the the red and white roses, the War of the Roses. Think of opening that textbook and then like somebody just sprinkling a little bit of dragons and shit. You're like, okay, that's like a history type show whereas the rings of power is straight up gummy bears uh the 90s most bangingest theme song on the disney cartoon block gummy bears Ooh. Man, i don't know the other lyrics bouncing here and there and everywhere um high adventure that's beyond compare that is the Rings of Power. I mean, that's the gummy bears, but Rings <laughs> of Power is much the same way. So, Charlie, I'm going to throw yeah. it right to you to, to wax poetic. Do your thing. Absolutely. We all know that I am an addict for the sword and sandal, for the fantasy. Uh, anything that's wearing a dress, be it man or woman or dragon. Put the dragons in dresses, too. I don't give a shit. Uh, but, yeah. Charlie, how, as a, as a, a more, as a, as a more casual fan of the sword and sandal fantasy genre, uh, what was your hot take? You're very kind to say I'm a casual fan because I don't give a fuck about uh, sword and sorcery unless it's dope, right? Like the reason Game of Thrones for most of its run worked for me is the same reason that House of Dragon is fucking literally having me desperate for every fucking Sunday to roll through because I just want that next piece of story because holy fucking shit is it brilliantly pieced together. When I tuned into Rings of Power, it had a shit ton going against it. I feel the need to quantify my opinion about it with this. I love Peter Jackson. I don't give a fuck about Lord of the Rings. I don't give a fuck about the book. I don't give a fuck about the movies. I don't give a fuck about the Hobbit trilogy. I don't care about dragons who talk. I don't care about greedy dragons. I don't give a fucking about short people with hairy feet. I, I got Bobby Alton for a hairy person with short feet. Um, I know what I said, and I said what I meant. The I'm first stick by it. The first 15 minutes of Rings of Power is quite possibly the most beautiful television I've ever seen in my entire life. You see that they spent every penny well, and it cost every fucking penny. My understanding is this is the most expensive television show, pound for pound, ever pieced together, and it looks like it. It looks like Peter Jackson's vision brought back to life. There is no quality dip going from billion-dollar movies to fucking this billion-dollar TV show. That first episode, I was so fucking stoked to hear that they were dropping two episodes because you know I fucking absolutely hate, hate, hate when they just tickled my fancy. And the first episode ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, I'm glad they dropped that second episode, but I wish they didn't drop that fucking second episode because the first episode had me fucking bipolar vibing. Uh, it, depending on what character you were following, I can't pronounce any of their fucking names. <laughs> it was either super interesting or super fucking dull. That well, second episode has a much better rhythm for me. John, if this was a show I had to do more work than turn on my fucking TV, which automatically loads to the fire stick, which automatically suggests rings of fire, 
if I had to do one bit more work, I would not be tuning in for episode three. And it's not the show's fault. It's mine. This is asking me to enjoy something that in any other environment I wouldn't care about. Now, with all of those quantifying fab fabric in place, it's fine. I get why some people would love this. I have no fucking clue why people would hate this unless they're like me and they're like, gives a fuck about an orc. The weirdest fucking thing I saw was people were talking about elves and dwarves and shit and they were like, they can't be black. I'm like, they're not real. They're not real, motherfucker. Yeah, but, what are but, you talking about? But Charlie, about? I, I hate to interrupt your diatribe, but I, I no, will. No, I'm done. Diatribe um, over. I mean, the show was done, so that, that works out well. Um, but um, I, I there's a, a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack there. Um, to to a great many people, to like the fandom, the 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 dedicated fucking fandom, they are real, right? So let's not minimize where sure. where we uh we we will go to fucking war over Superman not wearing red underwear. It's true. Um, you know, like like there there are things that are important to some people. Now that being said. While I will step up to the line to argue my point, Superman needs to be wearing the red underwear, and I'll have all of this history in place. I'm like, well, because the, the fucking costume was based on, like, the, the 1940s strongman and this, that, and the other thing, and uh, it was Ma Kent who really made his costume, and I, I'll fucking, I will penny pinch detail you to death. Um, anyone in their right mind, a more casual fan, will come and say, hey, John, um, it's 2020. That looks stupid now. Change it. Change it. And you know what? And I would take five seconds, fight my urge to bite back and be like, mm, well, I guess if they give him a thick belt and made the belt like a red trim on top and bottom and then the yellow put that throughout rather than like a bikini line, yeah, I guess that would still look cool too. And it would because I've drawn it more uh, often than I care to admit. Ellis, uh, I will send you the black and white. You could throw some color on it because that shit looks good. Uh, however... Where those people are wrong are when you have the conversation with them like, um, why? Why can't the hard foot look a certain way? Now, the funny thing is, if you are a fan, you'll know that those are not indeed hobbits that we saw big footing around all over the place. Uh, those are even I know they're like the two generations prior right? one generation one? back one generation back they're harfoots they are uh, the hobbits properly are descendants of the harfoots but they are very hobbit like because again they were talking about a thousand years and change before the events of Lord of the Rings so that's proper Tolkien who was not the least racist person of all time. He actually described them. He, you know, he was not the. He was certainly not as bad as fucking some others. Um, however, uh, he wasn't great. But he himself described these particular characters as being brown of skin. So someone who is a purist, they could probably come back and say, "Hey, you know what? Not only, uh, not only is it proper and correct that some of the Harfeet are are black actors." Fuck it, they should all be. How do you like them apples? Applesauce. The, 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 the people are arguing fucking points 
and on top of being racist and small-minded, they're fucking wrong. They're getting their details wrong. Now, the one thing that I do particularly like about the correlation between the series and the Pete Jackson, uh, when you know him like I do, you just call him Pete, uh, Pete Jackson flicks, is that whether you like them or not, everyone is aware of them. People know they fucking existed because those things made all the money. So when you say, oh, this is a series that takes place beforehand, and then the person sits down, even only for one episode, like, who that? Who's this? Uh, these characters look, look all the same. You can say, oh, you see her? This ass kicker? That, she's going to be Kate Blanchett. And people are like, oh, okay, now I got it. See this fucking guy with the underbite? He's Agent Smith. Oh, okay, now I get it. So uh, even though you have this great time discrepancy, Elves fucking take they they age like fucking fine wine. Uh, God knows the fucking high wizards do too. We have people showing up in like red comments. You're like, mm, I don't know which one, but I know that's a motherfucking wizard. Um, you know, so so it, it leaves you in a place while being new. It's also familiar, and like you had referenced before, that's talking about the aesthetics, but that's also talking about the signature storytelling. And what I mean by that is another reason why this is worlds, literally worlds away from House of the Dragon. I hate that we have to keep on fucking uh, dragging the Targaryens into this, but we do, because whereas the Targaryens, everything happening on the House of Dragons... Um, that's the amazing, as amazing as the dragons are spitting fire, they're almost irrelevant because that show is about gray characters, right? They are not talking about a black and white characters figuratively. We're not talking about the good guys versus the bad guys because eventually, spoiler alert, we're going to see... It's not even about like the people who have dragons versus the people who don't. Yeah. No, because you're going to see dragon on top of dragon, sexy action soon enough. However, while that is a nuanced storytelling, because again, it is loosely based on the fucking uh, the, the War of the Roses, the Tudors doing what they had to do, the yellow roses and the white roses... Um, over there, it's going to be the green dragons and the black dragons. Um, over on, on the uh, Rings of Power, this is much, much more so an older storytelling time. This is good versus evil. And while you might have some characters that kind of, you know, that they very gingerly walk a fine line between the two. I mean, we saw it with Homegirl. Uh, Gandriel or whatever, however it's properly pronounced, she fucking was was tempted over to the dark side when when fucking my boy my boy uh, showed up with that ring in his little hairy palm. Um, but even so, you clearly clearly know the good guys versus the bad guys. The characters that show up that are like somewhat innocuous, yeah, we don't even know who the fuck they are. We have an idea. Yeah, kind of know where it's going. So all the race stuff. Is I'm so fucking deaf to it now. Like that's the only way in 2022 to really protect ourselves from stupidity and time wasting. I'm gonna jump in and have a fucking argument over an asshole on why a female character is the fucking lead because that's the story, you dumb shit. 
That's the fucking story. That's no, the reason John, why. No, John, it's because it's, it's not, woke. It's not it's a fucking... It's because it's it, woke. It's not an agenda. Nobody's trying to fucking take your little dick energy away from you. You can still sit in the basement and tippy-type your little opinions. And the, the worst part about all that, Charlie, it's not because, oh, why is this character? Oh, there's a fucking uh, an elf ranger who's back. Yeah, so what? Can we focus about on all the interspecies smashing that's going on over there in Middle Earth? No, that's not important. That shit you're okay with? Fine, no problem. Charlie sent me a amazing meme that put it probably way better. So if you can dig that up, Charlie, um, that was a fucking oh, really yeah. good one. Um, but no, for Charlie, and you know what? Honestly, the worst part for me is not yelling at the dum-dums who want to complain about a fucking elf being a wrong color, about a hero being the wrong sex, about fucking Harfeet and Hobbits and fucking all kinds of shit being not what they would have done. Well, you didn't do it though, did you? So just shut up. Shut up and don't watch it if you don't fucking like yeah. it. The worst part about all of this is it has robbed open-minded people, logical people, it has robbed them of the ability to say, this could have been better. I didn't like this or that. Because it ends up being like, oh, it well, that's up. because you yep. don't like this because fill in the blank. And that's what agenda looks like. No, that ain't true. Now, it's just I'm very lucky because I'm going to be watching this show on a weekly basis because I love fantasy. I love how they're going about it. Did they take certain characters and kind of like, over flesh them out make them be what they they're, weren't originally they're playing a little yeah, fast and absolutely. loose good well but you know what though that's their fucking prerogative you don't like it Tolkien say so cricket <laughs> cricket oh you're dead so then something, shut the fuck something up something racist shut up and just rot away uh, you had your opportunity with them um, just zip it up again fucking Neil Gaiman he back slapped fucking Elon Musk like he was on his own ship uh, to the fucking moon uh, and back without a parachute. Um, uh, truly, like, uh, if people have an opinion, I hated this, or even I love this, and then their answer is strongest female character I've ever seen. I'm like, that's a that's a bad reason to like it. Like it because it's fucking awesome, and it is. It is. Yeah. She's a fucking great character because she's a great character, period, end of fucking sentence. I thoroughly have enjoyed the first two episodes that dropped. I'm going to be there for all the ones that follow. Um, I hope that there's no drop-off. I don't imagine that there is. Um, but look, I'm watching the show for the show's sake. No agenda. Uh, and honestly, I'm just... I'm so tired of being right all the time. I'm not going to tell people why they're fucking wrong for thinking the dumb, dumb things that they are. Just look at this face. I'm thinking terrible thoughts about you when you say dumb shit like that. Just know it. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to my boy uh, uh, Michael Harriet, who dropped some truth on Twitter. But before I do so, again, the show's not the type of show I would normally watch, and yet I'm coming back for episode three, and that's not some high praise for me. I I got my fix right now with uh, I, I hope I hope something happens and suddenly it resonates. That's the joy of hoping shit is good but bottom line is if you don't like it don't like it for real reasons for me it's not my type of show for other people it's because of this and that however michael harriet hit it out the park with this so zaro fu manchu charlie chan goku the prince of persia the king of siam othello 
Every Egyptian pharaoh, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, Gandhi, Pocahontas, Moses, Noah, and Jesus were white. But a Negro hobbit or a black Targaryen isn't faithful to the source material. Got oh. it. Just like, what a fucking mic drop. Dumb. And uh, I, I do want to reference, Ellis, uh, you are my absolute favorite commenter. Uh, this week, oh, the comment week, of the week! Comment of the week. He is uh, uh, currently undefeated. He is the woo woo champion. Um, I'm okay with female leads as long as they are hot. Ella's coming in with that hot hot take. Now, luckily, uh, she is hot. So, uh, Ellis has already given his stamp of approval because she's looking good as hell. You know, I haven't noticed because I don't want to get canceled. Uh, <sighs> I don't want to get canceled this week. So. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I see a person who is uh, so strong. The, the actress we're talking about, powerful. she's she's very attractive. No, oh, no, no, as no, far no, as I'm you, concerned, that's a you're real being character. Sarcastic. I got you. I got you. Um, but guys, uh, like I said, if you if you like the genre, um, if you're a huge Tolkien fan, um, or even if you're like, fuck, I paid a lot of money for Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. Uh, even if it's only just to tell John and Charlie I disagree with them, shame on you if that's the case. But you know what? You are obviously welcome to do so. This is Merka. Um, I am loving the show. I'm just like I'm loving House of the Dragon. They're different. They're different. They're different. And it's are they okay. different? Uh, Charlie, see me after class. Done. Um, but look, that's that's all we have for that Um Absolutely love, love. Just a just a final thought again. Uh, I loved my birthday this year, Charlie and Mama Dukes. They came through. They did it the right way. It's true. Kev, uh, my my new close personal friend, Kev. I'm gonna start calling him Kev too. Uh, That's fine. I'm calling you. him Smitty because just closer. just just more more hugs uh, than would be permissible by almost any other person aside, of course, from my co-host. Uh, thank you guys very much for all the happy birthday wishes. It was much appreciated. No, you're not getting a hug now. No, two per customer. Um, it was really, really great. I appreciated it. I fucking can't wait for next year. Um, but that all being said, my presents are open. The cake has been eaten. And the dragons are up in the air. So, Charlie. <laughs> nope, that's a goddamn chicken. Charlie, tell the good folks at home watching our pretty faces and listening with their ear holes. How do we end every show? Oh, well, it's very simple. First, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume up. Then you got to tune Bad Mary in. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. See, Miss Space Girl. We out.